What's up, guys? Welcome back. Long time no talk. <laughs> so I'm totally eating my words on having an episode out every Friday. Um, yeah, I'm just going to say it. I shit the bed. Sorry. And life happens. And I know I say that all the time, but I'm back today and that's what matters. Um, and today I wanted to talk about maintenance. And the reason I'm going to talk about that today is because I have a ton of folks who just finished up the Reverse Within program um, who are at their maintenance now or going to be at their maintenance very soon. Um, and then I know this time of year, tons of people reverse diet and they're at maintenance because of the holidays and all of that good stuff. So I wanted to talk about five things that you can do that will totally sabotage your maintenance phase. And these are very common, and I'm not going to lie, the first time I ever reverse dieted, um, and this has been many years ago, I probably did every single one of these. So um, speaking from experience, that's why it was super easy to compile this list. I could have added more to it, but I was trying to keep it to um, something more digestible. So we're going with five, and they are in no particular order. So I'm just going to start with the first one that I have on my list. Um, so the first one is, and this one probably might be the biggest um, mistake that I see um, and that I made for myself, but it's that you don't stay at maintenance long enough because you are uncomfortable um, or impatient or ready to diet again, but it's usually because you're uncomfortable. Um, and I've talked about this on my Instagram stories when I do the Q and A's because I'll get this question about maintenance and I will be honest with you guys. It is uncomfortable. Um, it is the unknown. We are very, very good at dieting. We're very good at being, um, rigid and structured with a diet. And when it comes to reverse dieting, We've never done it before, most of us. Um, and so that unknown, the uncertainty is very um, discomforting. And so just that that strictly itself is hard enough for people to continue reversing. So they want to not push their calories high enough typically um, because, or they want to drag it out for forever because they're like, well, if I stall and take longer, you know, it's less likely that I'll gain weight just because they don't know if they're going to gain weight because they've never done it before. And they're used to slashing calories and eating, you know, low calorie and doing tons of cardio. And again, we're conditioned to diet well. That's what we've been conditioned to, to learn and know and do, um, through media and social media and all of that stuff. Like we've, you know, known this our whole lives. Um, but reverse dieting is very new to many people. And so if you are tuning in for the first time ever and you're like, what is she talking about? Reverse dieting. I have a full podcast episode on it. Um, I do, I don't know the number, but, um, what episode it is. It is earlier on, but I definitely recommend listening to that. But it is simply increasing your calories to your new maintenance level. And most people um, will do this after they diet. Some people um, that are new to macros will just start a reverse initially um, just to get to their maintenance to figure out, you know, because it's easier to track at maintenance um, because you're working with a higher calorie amount. So, uh, but typically you see it done after a dieting phase. So that's what reverse dieting is. It's the, it's simply, um, increasing calories to get to your maintenance, um, calories. So it's basically the diet after the diet. 
Um, but back to what I was saying. So most people, the biggest mistake that they're going to make, um, is that they are uncomfortable. And so it's because they're so uncomfortable, they would rather go back to being miserable dieting, um, and not stay at maintenance very long because at least with being miserable dieting, they know what to expect. So there's like that comfort in the known. Um, whereas when you're reverse dieting and you've never done it before, it's the unknown, so it's very uncomfortable. So um, I see that mistake made so often where people don't either finish their reverse and get their ca- their calories high enough to their new maintenance, and they just want to like live in a deficit forever, um, or they do get to maintenance and they stay there for like five minutes because they are uncomfortable because. A lot of it's mental too. Um, they feel fluffy, um, and they, you know, maybe you gained a couple of pounds with the reverse. That's very normal because you are adding additional food, a lot more food. Um, for most people, you know, you might be adding 500 plus calories back to your um, daily calorie budget. So we're talking more undigested food in your gut. When you are um, eating more food in general, you're going to be taking in more fiber, more carbs, more sodium. All of those things will pull water into the body. So when we're talking about just food volume and water um, from, like I said, carbs, sodium, um, and fiber, that right there is going to be a couple of pounds extra that you're going to see reflected on the scale. And so again, we're talking about water weight, not fat gain. But it still does mess with you mentally um, and make you think like, oh my goodness, I'm gaining weight. Um, Not fat, but you're gaining weight. But in your mind, you're uncomfortable because you're seeing a number that's higher than normal. You might even look a little softer because, um, again, if you were pretty lean when you cut and now that you're eating more and you've got some, a little bit of um, water and like, I don't want to say bloat, but Again, like you're not as um, tight, you're softer looking, possibly. Um, Some people fill out really well just because of the carbs and the extra food. So like, I feel like my muscles pop more when I'm at maintenance just because I've got more um, water and food and all that stuff in me and it is what it is. But, um, But again, back to the being uncomfortable. Some people are just not comfortable there. They might feel like um, their clothes fit a little tighter again because they're holding on to a little water weight. So staying at maintenance for a long enough time is usually they're too impatient to because they want to jump back into a diet to get the air quote fluff off. Um, and so what I recommend in terms of length, uh, duration or length of time at maintenance, a minimum at maintenance, a minimum of the amount of time that you dieted. So if you were in a dieting phase that was 12 weeks long, I say be at maintenance for at least 12 weeks. Um, Ideally, you want to be there as long as possible. Again, dieting should be a short phase um, and just scheduled like maybe once or twice throughout the year, again, depending on the person and the amount of weight they have to lose. But maintenance um, should definitely be a scheduled part of your um, nutrition for the year. So I know I've mentioned this several times before, but I basically live at maintenance. I cut once a year. It's typically for a photo shoot. It's typically early spring. And my, again, I don't have a lot of weight to lose. Um, It's more just tightening up and knocking off usually a couple pounds. And so 
Um, we're talking eight weeks is usually um, good for me. And if I wanted to make it shorter, I could be a little more aggressive or add in a little more cardio. But I would rather keep my calories higher and cut for eight weeks because that's still a short amount of time. Um, but then the rest of the year, I'm at maintenance. And so for me, it's, you know, that's like we're talking after I reverse and like get to maintenance nine, 10 months out of the year that I'm at my maintenance calories. And then there I focus on, you know, building muscle, my relationship with food, having some untracked days and practice intuitive eating. And, um, there's so many things that you can do, but I digress. Uh, the point is, is the mistake I see people make is they either never get to maintenance because they're, um, terrified of the weight gain or uncomfortable um, or just impatient to diet again, or they get there and they just don't stay long enough. Uh, The second thing I've got on here is um, you don't take it seriously in that you don't treat it as like a phase like you do a diet. Um, So you don't treat it as like a goal and you get really um, careless and reckless and just sloppy with it. So this might look like... um, yeah, I get to maintenance and instead of, you know, still staying there and fine tuning and practicing like tracking and eating at that calorie amount until you get good at like, okay, this is what a full day of eating really looks uh, like for me at these calories. And knowing that a lot of times people will get to maintenance and they're like, oh, I'm at maintenance now. I don't have to track anything ever again, which is fine. But often what I see is people get very careless and they end up adding in like several cheat days. Um, They go on vacations and just absolutely go wild or maybe they start drinking more or moving less. And so what was maintenance when they first ended their diet and they got to maintenance, they've likely moved into a surplus of calories because they've gotten sloppy and they're not tracking. Or um, again, you don't have to track every single day, but I do recommend tracking long enough at maintenance so that you get a good idea of the amount of food that's coming in. You can see how your body's reacting, the amount of activity that you need to keep going to maintain those calories. Because again, if your activity decreases a lot, um, maintenance is a range. It's a moving target. It's not like when I got to 2,100 calories, I'm at 2,100 and I can quit working out or quit moving my body. If I stop working out, period, I'm not going to be burning enough calories to be eating 2,100 a day. I would need to eat less to maintain my weight. So again, it's a moving target based on your metabolism and your activity. So I think people forget that and they get there and they get very sloppy, very careless. They stop tracking um, and they just don't take it as serious. And so then the weight gain comes back on um, and then they end up jumping back into a diet again. So um, just to summarize that one, it's, it's really taking it serious, treating it as a phase as you would a diet um, and knowing that once you get there, um, your work is not over. I would still take a good several weeks to eat at maintenance and track um, until you get to where it's second nature and you can easily say, okay, I can comfortably add in um, an untracked meal a couple times a week or an untracked day once or twice a week. Um, But again, it's really practicing and still treating it as a goal and a phase rather than, okay, I got here, now I'm done and I can just do whatever I want. Um, The third one that I've got, it kind of like reverts or like, I don't know, goes back to that one. Um, But it's people 
end up dieting all year because they end up um, doing like, they try to throw in like diets for events or something. So you might be at maintenance and then you're like, oh, I've got vacation coming up in three weeks. I really just want to like do a shortcut and diet down for a little bit. And I'm going to be super aggressive. That way I can knock off a few pounds and tighten up before I go to the beach. And so then they end up, you know, cutting for three or four weeks before they go on vacation. Then they come back and their weight is up because they went on vacation um, after they had dieted and they ate and drank and did all of the things and maybe they didn't move as much. And so they've retained, you know, obviously a bunch of water, but then they may have gained some fat too. So when they come back, they're like, oh, I'm extra fluffy. I need to diet a little longer to knock off these few pounds that I gained on vacation. So then they end up dieting and they're like, few weeks, but then they're super inconsistent because they're hangry and they just want to get back to maintenance, but they can't because they've gained the weight. You get where I'm going with this. So it's that you, um, when you get to maintenance, I see people do this where they try to throw in these little cuts here and there, like mini cuts, um, for, you know, four weeks or so at a time so that they can tighten up, but then they end up doing this so much that they basically end up dieting all year round with just like short non-dieting phases in between because they're trying to do these like mini cuts for every like occasion or holiday or pictures or whatever. So um, that was the third one. Uh, The fourth one I've got on here is that you focus solely on the scale and nothing else. So I know I've talked about this a million times, um, and I just talked about this in the beginning, but yes, you can expect to gain some weight. Um, I'm not saying fat gain unless you overshoot your maintenance and go into a surplus or you're sloppy and you stop tracking and you're in a surplus. But like I said earlier, there is expected weight gain when you reverse to maintenance because Again, you are adding a lot more food that is more undigested food in your gut that is going to weigh something on the scale. Like I said earlier, when you add a lot more carbs, fiber, and sodium, and all of those things you're naturally going to be adding um, when you're adding a lot more food. Like I said, adding like 500 plus calories, you are naturally going to be adding more fiber, more carbs, and more um, sodium. And so those things are going to bring water in. So yes, you can expect to see an extra couple pounds um, on the scale simply from water weight and undigested food in your gut. So when you are using the scale as your only unit of measure while you're reversing, um, a lot of times we get in our heads and we're like, oh my God, I'm gaining weight. I need to cut. And so then it goes back to all of these other like previous points that I've talked about where we end up getting uncomfortable and then we think we need to throw in the mini cut. Um, So what I recommend here is, yes, you absolutely need to weigh yourself. Um, Again, I recommend weighing, if not daily, at least three times a week and using your weekly average and tracking the average week over week and more importantly with maintenance month over month. And so using that as well as measurements, Again, with your measurements, expect to see at least your waist measurement increase slightly, again, because you're going to have more food volume in your gut. Um, So that one is naturally going to increase. So um, I would say keeping track of that. And then pictures are going to be by far your best friend. Even at maintenance, I think it's so important to take pictures and keep those. And I still do that. Like I literally still take progress pictures and it doesn't have to be every week. You can do it bi-weekly or once a month, but I think it's really important to have those for yourself um, so that you can track 
what you're looking like again and not just fall victim to tracking only what you see on the scale because like I said that is the one that will um, trigger us the hardest to make us want to jump back into a dieting phase or think that we're doing something wrong. Um, And then the last one is comparison. So I get this one a lot because what happens is um, when I do the Q&As on Instagram and I'll have people ask me how much do you weigh? How tall are you? How many calories do you eat? And then when I share that I eat 2,100 calories and I'm 5'7 and I weigh like 122 pounds right now, um, people, how do you eat that many calories and weigh that little? And I feel like that um, I eat that many and I'm in a surplus or whatever. And again, what it's all relative. What is maintenance for me isn't going to be maintenance for another 38-year-old woman that's 5'7 and 122 pounds. She may not be nearly as active as me. She may not have near as much muscle on her body, so her BMR might be lower. So there are tons of things to factor in. So when you're comparing yourself to someone else, even if they are very similar build and age to you, there are so many other variables to consider. And so again, looking at Sally Sue on Instagram, who looks and is similar age to you and looks like you, um, just because her calories are at, you know, 2,300 doesn't mean that yours are going to get to 2,300. You know, 2,300 might be a surplus for you. Um, And then same goes in the other direction. Just because somebody is like, you know, looks like you and they they might be at maintenance at like 1,900 calories. But again, they may be very sedentary and you might be a lot more active. So your maintenance could be potentially a lot higher than theirs. And that's very normal. So just know that it is all relative to you. Somebody else's maintenance has nothing to do with you. Again, keep your eyes on your own paper. Do not get distracted by other people with that. Yes, it's fine to ask those questions, but I think it's important to understand um, what I just mentioned, that there are so many other variables that go into it other than just your age, height, and weight, and sex. Um, You have to understand that Like I said, you don't know what somebody's life looks like outside of, you know, like I mentioned, you know, they may not be nearly as active as me or they may be far more active than me. They might be able to eat way more calories than me. They might look at mine and say, 2,100, I'm able to eat, you know, 2,300. Okay, well, you know, you might run marathons and get a lot more activity in than I do. Again, it's all relative to the person. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Comparison in that way will totally distract you from your end goal. Um, And again, it will, it can sabotage your maintenance phase because it can make you think that you're doing something wrong. Um, And maybe you don't push your calories high enough and you never really get to maintenance. And, uh, or maybe you overshoot your maintenance because you saw somebody's were higher and you thought yours should be. Um, and then you gain fat and then you panic and then you cut. So again, these all kind of work together. I think you guys can see that. Um, but I really, really think that those are the top five, um, biggest mistakes that you can make at maintenance or things that can, um, just really sabotage your maintenance phase. So again, I'll run through those one more time. It was, you don't stay at maintenance long enough or you never get there, um, because you're uncomfortable or too impatient to diet again. The second one was that you don't treat it as a goal or you um, you don't take it serious. So um, you end up, you know, not tracking, um, getting too comfortable, and usually weight gain comes with that. 
And then the third one was you try to do mini cuts uh, for every event or anything coming up. So you really end up dieting all year long and you're not at maintenance as long as you should be. Um, The fourth one was uh, focusing solely on the scale so that, uh, again, knowing that your weight is going to increase somewhat when you are at maintenance. So if you're focusing solely on the scale, then you can totally sabotage yourself by thinking that you need to cut because you're gaining a couple of pounds. And then the last one was comparison and comparison, (laughs) comparing your calories, your physique, your journey to someone else's. Um... So yeah, that is what I've got there. Uh, The other thing that I'll recommend and like tips for people that are at maintenance now or that are getting ready to be at maintenance because I know I've got another reverse group that's going to be ending in a couple of weeks um, would be to really set goals outside of fat loss and your physique. So it might look like setting a really lofty step goal. You might be a runner and you want to set um, some records in your distance or your time. Um, You might want to work on chin-ups, pull-ups, push-ups, whatever, like something like that. You might want to do something where it's like, I want to try a different modality with training. I want to try CrossFit. I want to do something that's a little more um, intense and like, I don't know, just like changing that up. But giving yourself something else to focus on rather than, you know, when you're doing the weigh-ins weekly and checking your progress for fat loss and you're, you know, when you see that going down and you've got that um, marker that you see your weight going down, measurements going down, you're not going to have that at maintenance. So you really need to have something else to focus on. Um, That way you keep yourself not bored and you keep yourself focused and striving towards something else. So I would say having that goal, the other thing um, you can really, really work on, and I know a lot of people struggle here, and this was um, when I reversed uh, two to three years ago um, before I dieted, and I my whole, like, sole goal, that was a lot of rhyming, um, was to get to maintenance and work on my relationship with food. I didn't care if I lost any weight, if I gained weight. I didn't care what it was. I wanted to work on my relationship with food because it was awful. Um, I was one of those that I was very uncomfortable at the weight I was at. I was having a hard time with binge eating and restricting um, way too much. And then I would turn around and binge more because I was restricting so much. So again, the relationship with food is, um, was my like, whole thing that I was working on. And I know a lot of people, um, when you hear that, you're going to be like, yep, you are talking to me right now. So if you're someone, um, and maybe you haven't reversed yet and you need to, and you hear that and you're like, you know what, I need to reverse so that I can be at maintenance for a while and work on my relationship with food before I put myself in a dieting phase again. So I would say, hands down, those are the biggest things that you can do um, is to really set a goal outside of your physique and fat loss, um, work on your relationship with food, And then um, the last one I would say is just really um, challenging yourself. Like if you want to build muscle, like really push the weights, challenge yourself, like make it as, I don't want to say difficult as possible, but like obviously you want to use good form, but this is the time when you can add some muscle to your frame and um, really just be smart and intentional about the maintenance phase. Don't get sloppy. Don't get careless. Keep tracking and just make it, like I said, treat it like you would a dieting phase. Um, So yeah, I'm going to put a bow on it there with that one. 
I hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, I appreciate y'all for hanging in there for a few weeks of no podcast. I'm doing my best to get these back onto a regular schedule now that life has slowed down somewhat for me. Um, So again, I always appreciate when you guys share these on social media. If you do, tag me so I can um, say thank you. But thank you for hanging out with me today, and I will talk to you all next Friday.